started this podcast because I wanted to have conversations with people that maybe other people were uncertain or hesitant to have because of differing opinions. And that's kind of the whole point of why I want to talk things out with people is because I, in in an attempt to learn and, and grow, I want to talk to people that think and believe differently than I do. I want to see from their point of view. I want to, I want to see from their background, whether it's um, cultural or economical, um, racial, whatever it is. I want to, to see from their point of view. And, and, and the hope would be that we could reason together and find common ground and find that even though there's a lot of things that make us different and things that just enable us to see from a different place that we have a lot more in common um that we're still similar in a lot of ways and I hope to to bring peace and I hope to bring reconciliation between people of differing thoughts and different opinions because too often if two people don't agree then They think that they can't be friends or they can't build a a relationship together. And in a lot of cases that that may be um, that may be it because maybe the, the, the differences are just way too vast to try to to try to bring together. But my hope is that we'll be able to and. I think that um, with empathy and with understanding and with the heart to listen, that's really the only ground that we can accomplish that. And I follow Jesus, and that does not always look like what I see in Christianity, especially in America as westernized Christianity. And it, you would think that following Jesus and loving Jesus and loving what he stands for and loving what he died for would bring people together but it's it just it's my it's my opinion it's my view that I see more segregation oftentimes in churches Uh, I see more pride and self-righteousness and um, an exclusion in Christian circles than I see in many other groups and even many other religions and that bothers me because I don't believe that that's how Jesus is I believe that he was the was the pioneer to bringing people that were different and bringing them together and I mean obviously we know about Jesus we know that they killed him we know that what he stood for what he um, what he believed in what he spoke about these were principles based on the truth of God and the heart of God that is it's nothing if it isn't love and it's love without restraint and it's love without condition and it's that that scandalous love that makes you really sometimes angry at how deeply he loves and how lavishly he loves to the point of where as as humanity we really don't understand it we really can't comprehend we can't we can't even begin to grasp grasp the level of that kind of love and I don't understand why people who claim and who profess to follow Jesus can't seem to get along with somebody because they think differently or they look differently. And the, the premise of, of, of this episode today is that it's, it's really a question because a lot of times I have a whole lot of questions and I know that I may never get answers for them. But it's a question of 
Is the Jesus that you're following leading you to look down on somebody else for whatever reason? If so, I, I, I just, I, I beg you to look at that Jesus. Is it the Jesus of Nazareth? Is it the, the promised Messiah? Is it the Christ? Is it the anointed one? Is it the son of God? Is it the one that the, pro- the prophets told about thousands of years before his birth? Is it the one that the, the magi, the wise men, the people who looked to the stars for wisdom and for understanding, the ones that, that were led by a star to a stable, is that the one you're following? The one who, who grew up as a, as a kid in the synagogues learning from people who were older than him and who probably were teaching things perhaps contradictory to what God's heart is, but they were doing the best that they could with what they knew. Is it the one that spent the first 30 years of his life building relationships with people that were broken and that were hurting and that were deceived, that were lost? And then he spent three years in ministry of just literally just going around loving people, finding moments where he could get away to himself to replenish and to refresh and to be alone with the father and then going back out to pour out and to just give of himself, to give selflessly, to give generously of himself to everybody, to feed and to nourish, to enlighten That's what he did. He came to enlighten. He came to to light a path. If he is the word made flesh, then that's the light unto my path. That's the lamp to my feet. That's, That's what's guiding my next step. My next step accompanies my next move, my next word, my next thought, my next action. So I don't want to follow a list of doctrinal theologies and and principles. I want to follow the person of Jesus. I want to follow the heart of Jesus who would go to people that he knew had done wrong and they were being accused publicly of doing wrong and he still loved them and he still forgave them. And he he didn't just do it as as if he just had the power to do it without their consent. He asked them if they wanted to be well if they wanted to be whole, if they wanted to not just, not just feel better for the moment, but to actually be made new from the inside out. That's what it's gonna take for us to reconcile humanity back to God, is to allow him to change us from the inside out, which means we're gonna have to get to the root of a lot of the things that we have thought and believed for our whole life. We're gonna have to question things that we thought were certain. We're going to have to go to God with some, with some frustrations and some questions and some, some disappointed and angry moments and ask him to help. Ask him to help our own understanding. Ask him to help our, our anxiety and our, our nerves and the, the fears that we have that are very common to humanity. And then to trust that he will and trust that he gives peace. I heard somebody say this week that he went to God with so many questions And he didn't get very many answers, but he got peace. And that, that's something that I can't go to my therapist for. That's something I can't go to an antidepressant for. That's something I can't go to a drink for. I need peace that passes my understanding. Sometimes I need understanding. Sometimes I want answers to questions. But beyond that, I want the peace that passes understanding. I want the peace that in the middle of a national outrage 
of racial injustice and, and, and injustice as a whole to where literally we are the human race and the hatred or the, the, um, or the killing or the belittling of anybody, any other human, even if it's the same race, that's injustice. And the only way that we're going to come together as a people and as humanity and as a nation is to find that peace that settles us. To find that peace that, that allows us to forgive somebody that we want to kill. That we want to hate. That we want to, to pay for their wrongdoing. Jesus already paid the debt for every, for every wrong, for every sin, for every shortcoming, for every lie for everything that we've ever done. He's already paid for it. So we can rest in him. We can trust in him. We can build a foundation or excuse me, he's the foundation. We can build on the foundation that he's already laid. They crucified Jesus and they called him a blasphemer and they called him a heretic and they called him just a crazy man. They thought he was demon possessed. And yet he was speaking truth and living truth. So I'm not too haughty to think that I won't be treated. I don't think I'm going to be crucified. But to follow somebody and that was the that was that was his demise. And obviously we know that he resurrected as he'd said he would. But I know that I'm going to get flack and I know I'm going to get scrutiny for choosing love and for choosing mercy, for choosing grace, for choosing humility, for choosing to lay my life down for somebody else, for choosing to lay my preferences aside for the sake of reconciliation with somebody else. So following Jesus is not going to make you a peacemaker. Following Jesus is not going to make you the person that has all the answers. Following Jesus is not going to make you perfect. If you really, if you study the people that Jesus called out by name, the ones that he considered to be his, his closest friends, his disciples, they were not perfect even after they started following Jesus. They were still flawed and they still dealt with the, with the fleshly lusts, the fleshly anger, the fleshly hatred at times, the fleshly pride. They still struggle with those things. Some of them, even after following and living with Jesus, still chose to end their own life due to their own guilt and shame. Others resorted to to anger and and really almost to kill somebody but ended up just cutting cutting a, a, a dude's ear off and Jesus rebuked him and then went and put the ear literally back on the dude's head he's like I'm not I'm not here for that kind of for that kind of change I'm not here for that kind of reform I'm not here to 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 make a difference based on violence and anger. What's going to make the difference is love. What's going to make the difference is me laying myself down because that is what the greatest love is, is to lay one's life down for his friends. And Jesus did that perfectly. So I want to follow the Jesus that would probably not be welcome in a lot of church buildings right now in America. I want to follow the one that I know was not white. He was not black. He was, he was Middle Eastern. 
He was Arabic. He looked not like the pictures that we see sometimes in our in our grandma's houses with the the long flowy brown hair. Now he probably looked pretty rugged. His skin probably looked pretty rough from being out in the sun all the time because he didn't have a house. He often slept out just under the under the stars, under the sun. He lived for the sake of humanity. He lived for the sake of people seeing the heart of his father. Because before he came, all people saw was a law and a bunch of laws. Over 600 laws that nobody could keep. Not even the most religious elite people could keep them. All people saw was a standard they could never achieve. And he bridged that gap. He came down to be a bridge between the world and God. There was a chasm before. Somebody had to go through a priest or somebody had to, to go up on a mountain or somebody had to go or hear from a prophet or in order to, to have their sins forgiven, they had to go and sacrifice an animal. He was the sacrifice. He was the bridge. He was the one that bridged that chasm so we don't have to feel distant anymore. We don't have to feel less than anymore. We are on the same playing field. We are all level. We are all equal. Every ethnicity, every background, every society, everybody is equal and in need of grace and in need of love. We're in need of a savior and he is that savior. He is the savior of the world. Not the savior of, of the ones who do everything right. Not the savior of the ones who, who go to church every week and who, who want to look their best and act their best and talk their best but still have a heart of pride. He's the savior of the world. The whole world. So being saved is one thing. But living a life that's surrendered to the life and to the pattern and to the, to the steps that he set out for us, that's a different thing. So you can choose to just be content with heaven being your home one day and then just live in however you want to right now. Or you can say, no, I believe that Jesus paid for me to be able to live in abundance right now. And that does not mean wealth. That does not mean that you're never going to go without. It means that there's going to there's gonna be some suffering. There's going to be some things that, that come along with it that we don't like and that are uncomfortable to us. There's going to be moments where we want to quit and we want to give him the towel. I know that Jesus faced that himself. He didn't want to die. He pleaded with his father to not let him die, but he knew that was the plan. So he, he sacrificed his will before he sacrificed his flesh. He sacrificed his own mindset before he sacrificed his body. So that has to be first with us too. We have to, we have to literally discipline our minds and discipline our willpower before our body will ever speak or do anything that's worth noting. And it's tough. I don't do this perfectly at all. But I can see when I look out at humanity, I can see where a lot of people think that they're doing the right thing, but they have the wrong motives. And I can see that in myself too. 
I can see where people are trying the best they can to live a life that is pleasing to God, but a lot of them are doing it without faith. And Hebrew says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if there's, if there's one thing that pleases them, it's faith. It's not a perfect track record and it's not, you know, making sure that you go above and beyond the tithe and, 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 and feeding the poor and all these other kind of things. It's faith and faith is a substance. Faith is a, is, is, is an action. Faith without works is dead. It's ineffective. I don't want to have an ineffective dead faith. I want it to have action behind it. I want it to have steps behind it and movement and a voice. So this podcast is, is more than just a casual conversation. No, it's a, it's literally a, it's, it's a countercultural earth shattering, groundbreaking conversation between me and you, between me and some friends that I'll have on here. And the heart is for reconciliation. The motive is for reconciliation between people and between God. So my heart for you is that you would literally look every, in every direction, everywhere you go today, to look for opportunity, to look for people, to look for, for someone to love on to look for someone who probably disagrees with you on some point, but to not, not point out the disagreements, not point out the differences, but to point out what you have in common and that you still bleed the same blood. You still have the same heartbeat. You have the same brain. How are we using it? How are we using the brain that God gave us? How are we using the heart that God gave us? How are we using the voice that God gave us? How are we using the hands and the feet that God gave us? I promise you, if Jesus was still walking around right now, he'd be hanging out with a lot of the people that we see on the streets, that we see in rehabs, that we see in prisons. He wouldn't be hanging out in the church buildings. He wouldn't be hanging out in in the places where you're only going to find the cream of the crop. He's going to find the people who are hurting and broken. He's going to find the people who are sick and lost. And he's going to love on them. And that's what we have the privilege and the opportunity to do right now with everybody that we see. So if you want to protest, if you want to stand for whatever you believe in, if you want to stand against things that are wrong, that's fine. But if you're doing it without love, if love is not your motive, it's going to be ineffective. If the works that you're putting behind your faith are not rooted in love, they're still going to be dead. Faith, hope, and love are the greatest of of everything that that the whole world hinges on, but the greatest of those is love. Love really does win. And it looks like it's losing a lot of times because to a lot of people, it looks weak. Selflessness looks weak. But the strongest point you'll ever be is like when Jesus laid his life down and they hung him on a tree They mocked him. They spat on him. 
they beat him beyond recognition. And he still called out for the father to forgive them. He still loved them. That's what we have the ability and the empowerment to do. So find somebody to love today. Find somebody to find common ground with today. Look outside your circle. Look outside of your little bubble that we get ourselves caught up in sometimes. Let love live.